Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. Last week, we discovered that out of God's great love, He prophesied many things for us to know the truth and to have no fear when things are to take place. He speaks light into the darkness, peace into fear, and freedom into bondage. So let us continue with our series, What Did Jesus Do? The appointed hour had come. Jesus had prophesied about it and prayed accordingly. As a verbal declaration that he is one with the Father's will, he declared, Father, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He had surrendered to the Father's will. In fact, being surrendered to the Father's will was his food, his sustenance and nutrition. He said to his disciples, recorded in John 4, verse 34, My food is to do the will of him who sent me, and to finish his work. This was a statement so rich in revelation, reverence, trust, and purpose. Jesus spoke these words just after he had reached out to an outcast woman. He had engaged in conversation with a woman from an opposing tribe. And in the culture of the time, it was considered an offence to even acknowledge her in any way. Yet Jesus crossed the cultural divide and talked to her as he and the Father are one. For it is the Father's heart that no one should perish. He hates oppression and prejudice, as he sees everyone as equal. Jesus talks to her about the living waters. These are the waters that he gives, and when received, they become a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. An abundance of life everlasting for all people, regardless of tribe, culture, gender, and age. Jesus prophesied to her of the hour when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. Jesus testifies to her that he is the Messiah, foretold by the Old Testament prophets, and he is the source of all things good. The woman immediately went to her village and said to the men, Come, see a man. It is at that moment that Jesus' disciples return and they marvel that he talked with someone that their culture determined he should not do. Directly after revealing what his food is, Jesus talks about the harvest field of souls. So in the name of the Father he came in human form, born of incorruptible seed of the Holy Spirit. He is God who became human. He represents all of humanity, 
and came down to earth to take back the power that had been given to death, evil, and self. For in the beginning, humanity gave their God-given power and authority over to self and evil. The consequences of all this was humanity became trapped in their selfish desires. Evil was given power and death entered into God's once perfect world. But God, who is ever-loving, forever gracious and rich in mercy, remained committed to humanity. He is the one, the only one, who can bring salvation to us and deliver us from these destructive forces. He must come in human form, experience the full human condition on behalf of humanity, and die at the hands of humanity. So what did Jesus do? He surrendered. John chapter 17 verses 1 to 5 Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son also may glorify you, as you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth, I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O oh Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Jesus' prayer to our Father in heaven is one of surrender, sacrifice, honour and intimacy. The Father and the Son are one. Everything of who Jesus is and what he does is a result of his relationship with the Father. The hour has come to finish the work for which he had been sent. God the Father had given Jesus in his human form authority over all humanity. That is power and authority to break the chains of bondage of our weaknesses and the fear of death and judgment. To transform the corrupted seed of humanity that reproduces both good and evil. Only God, who became human and gave up everything of himself, could do this. For he was the perfect man, the perfect human born of the incorruptible seed of the Holy Spirit. Of the same kind as us, but unlike us, and unlike the first man and woman, he did not give his God-given authority and power over to self or evil. God is never one with good and evil, for he is only good. Jesus was and is the perfect man. 
Jesus does not desire personal honour or praise. Jesus sees his glory as being with the Father in heaven, not his own personal state of being. The desire of the Son is the desire of the Father. That desire is that no one would perish and all would come to know the Father. Jesus knows what he must do for us and all the things that he must endure so we can receive eternal life. That is, we who are born of corrupted seed be born of incorruptible seed, the seed of his Holy Spirit. So in human form he had to physically die and be resurrected to eternal life. In his life on earth as God who became human, he was still fully God and fully human. He defeated the power over selfish desires and evil. Unlike humanity, he never succumbed to the three temptations, that is the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. For us to receive eternal life from the Father through Jesus, his beloved Son, Jesus must die a human death and be raised from the dead in a glorified, resurrected body. So when Jesus said, Glorify your Son, in this context it means to honour, magnify, praise, adorn or clothe, make renown. Let us remember that God doesn't need praise, honour or glory, for he is God. He is glorious, honourable, praiseworthy, adorned in all his goodness, light and majesty. He doesn't need fame or for us to worship him, but he so desires us and that no one should perish. It is because he so loves us he wants us to be free and live in the fullness of his love, truth and power. God knows we are the ones who need to honour and praise him for us to be truly free. We can only worship him in spirit and in truth when we make a choice to receive him and all he has done for us. It is by his spirit that we can have a heart-to-heart connection with him to know the truth, and in response, live in the victory of surrender. Surrender to his will, for it is his will that we are born of incorruptible seed and for us to be truly free. His heart's desire is to adorn with all his goodness, where we choose to allow him to honour us and raise us up to live with him in his eternal glory. This is the greatest honour and glory of all, that is, to physically live with the eternal God, to be at home with him in the fullness of his presence for all eternity. This is an honour and destiny that we do not deserve, nor can we earn. Jesus knew that in his glorified state, that is, in his physical death and resurrection to life, that it was the only way for us to be able to receive this honour, the only way for the destructive power of death, evil and self to be defeated 
and a new creation to begin. So what did Jesus do? He surrendered. The glorified Jesus would then give his authority, power and victory over humanity's selfish desires, evil and death back to humanity. He would give it back to all those who choose to receive him and believe in him. In believing and receiving him, we receive everything of him, that is his identity, his authority, his power, his victory and his everlasting life. In Jesus being glorified by the Father, resurrection life is given to us and brings glory to the Father. Jesus, knowing this, said, Father, glorify your Son, that your Son also may glorify you, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. The greatest glory of all is to be in God's presence, to live with him for all eternity. Jesus surrendered to the Father's will and knows he will return to the eternal glory of physically being with the Father in heaven. This is the glory he had before the foundation of the world, together as one with the Father in heaven to live in an eternity of being physically together with God, at home together, in bodies that never get sick, never wear out and never die. This is the glory that God gives to us. Jesus revealed this remarkable truth. And this is eternal life, that we may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. This eternal life is to have a personal knowledge and intimate relationship with the living God, the Eternal One. A relationship of safety and trust, love and friendship, respect and justice. This is an absolute fullness of life that belongs only to God. Life which he has given to us and will be fully realised at the time of his returning. So the time had come where Jesus must suffer as a human for humanity at the hands of humanity. In his humanity he felt the pain. In his divinity, he knew what was before him. It is in surrender that ultimate victory takes place. Three times he surrendered his human will, as humanity had given power to the three areas of the destructive forces of the flesh. They are the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. So let us come to that place of surrender in Matthew chapter 26, verses 36 to 46. 
Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, Sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, a second time, he went away and prayed, saying, O my father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were so heavy. So he left them, went away again, and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. It was for our eternal healing and salvation that Jesus lived in a continual heart and mind condition of surrender. He was in complete surrender to the Father's will. He did all this so that we can live in an intimate relationship with the Eternal One for all eternity, to be truly free from the bondage of self, evil and death. So in human form, he made an active choice to surrender his human will to that of the Father's will. The Father's desire is that no one should perish, so Jesus came from the heart of the Father, from heaven down to earth, to us. Jesus was determined to finish the Father's work for which he had been sent. The Father gives eternal life, and in Jesus' life, death and resurrection, he gives us his eternal life. God continues to pursue in love both the lost and the found. He does this for us to be free, so we can live in the truth and reality of the victory in surrender. What did Jesus do? He surrendered. For more information and free resources, visit our website jesuslovestheworld.info Be blessed, empowered and transformed in Jesus' name.